welcome to episode six of Get the Picture. I'm Nay. And I'm Casey. This particular episode, we are going to talk about our relationship with God and we're titling this religion versus relationship and in that we're going to just explore some details in the scripture where God really clearly lays out his desire to have relationship with us and um, not just for us to view our interaction with him as a list of things that we have to check off um, to make sure that we've done our good deeds and that we've put in time with the Lord but really dig deep into that intimacy with him and so in that we're going to talk about proximity versus intimacy what that looks like and we're just going to walk through the scriptures to show God's heart and his desire for him to be so close to you and I and so I just want to start off with just the basics of what proximity and intimacy is because if you just look at the definitions and really don't understand what they mean you could often get them confused with each other because sometimes people think that just because you are in proximity with someone and you see them that you automatically know them but when you become intimate with someone and I'm not meaning this sexually but when you become intimate with someone when you have that deep connection and relationship with someone then you really see the beauty of that person proximity is nearness in space time or relationship and intimacy is close familiarity yeah, I think that's how you say that word y'all I trip over that word so you know what I mean that or friendship and closeness and so what sounds the prettiest is proximity but in reality it's not the type of relationship that you want with God and this is the example I want to use I want to go to Hebrews chapter 9 and back in the Old Testament whenever you know they had this covenant with God the only way that they could see if they were still in right standings with God was the high priest going into the holies of holies Mm -hmm. people were not even able to have that closeness or proximity with God like the high priest did so the people and the the high priest better be doing right because if not he was going to drop dead but if he went in there and it was successful he gave the sacrifice and that and the Lord took it then the people were sealing right sins with God and that's the type of covenant that they had but we are not of that old covenant anymore mm-hmm. we thank God for it the law was fulfilled through that and everything but we don't have to go back and live under those circumstances anymore because God has made a new covenant with Jesus and I want to get into that in Hebrews chapter 9 and we can start in um verse 6 I think yeah we can start in verse 6 so it says I'm reading this out of the New King James that now when these things had been thus prepared the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services but into the second part of the high priest went alone once a year not without blood which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance the holy spirit indicated this that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing it was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience concerned only with foods and drinks various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of reformation so as you can see here it's like you have to do this you have to do that you have to do 
this, you have to do that. You have to do all these steps before you enter into the presence of God. But we get down here and we see something totally different. Where it says in verse 11, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, which the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, now much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the internal inheritance. And so, as we can see there, we don't have to do those things anymore because God has become the mediator between man and God. Right. And the way I like to kind of tie this all in together is that if you go back to the book of Genesis you'll see where man and God well man fell out of covenant with God God didn't ever fall out of covenant with man it was man's doing because of man's disobedience mm -hmm. and so because of that God had to act accordingly to that yeah. and so whenever before Jesus come they were operating on this old covenant with having to do this having to do that having to follow all these laws because that to them that's what their covenant was and then that's just what they had to do yeah, they didn't know god any outlined. god outlined that and they didn't know any other way they had to follow those principles that he set mm -hmm. but in this sense whenever jesus came as our high priest and offered his blood instead he became the mediator between man and the father and now, whenever God looks at man, he has to look at us through Jesus, which I like to say is a lens of love. And now he, we operate in this new covenant to where it's like, okay, I don't want just proximity from you. I don't want you to have to come through a high priest on this earth to where you have to sacrifice bulls and goats and do this and that and prepare the linen for you have to come to me and enter into my presence and to yeah. see if we're in right standings but i sent my son as the high priest he sacrificed his blood and now you can walk boldly to the throne of grace right and be in my presence every day yeah every second every minute every moment of your life you don't have to wait on somebody else to prepare anything but you can just enter yeah because in verse seven it says um that the high priest went alone once a year yeah so it's just like you mean to tell me i have to wait an entire year for me to even see if that i'm in right standing with god mm -hmm. and so 364 days of the year i'm running the risk of not pleasing god but i don't know until that 365th day yes and whenever whenever i find out then i have to govern myself accordingly and pray to God that I stay on track because if mm -hmm. I mess up, I can't, I don't have access to God. Mm -mm. I have to wait on that high priest to go back into his presence for me to get back in right standing with them. And when you think about it in like just a very practical sense, that's very taxing on a person. Mm -hmm. And so like you were saying about um, the importance of having that intimacy with him and we're able to, you know, enter into his presence without having to go through all of these rituals, then that frees a person. It's very freeing to them because you're no longer like 
you no longer have like this cloud of guilt and shame and condemnation just hanging over your head and wondering am I doing it right or am I in right standing with God or if he did if I did mess up then when was the time that he left me and instead of focusing on him his presence leaving us all we're now concerned about in our new covenant is that his presence is always with us yes so it's a call to be in an intimate relationship with our father and so whenever we're talking about this intimacy with the father we have to really look at like the foundational principles of stuff and see like what God's original intent was and so I like to take it all the way back to Genesis um the creation of mankind where um we know in Genesis 1 and 26 it says let us make man in our image and in our likeness and then he gave him dominion over you know everything that was created but then it goes on in chapter 3 and verse 8 I believe um yes in verse 3 and uh yeah chapter 3 and verse 8 where it shows us pretty clearly that God interacted with man he didn't just create them to put them in charge of stuff he's like all right y'all I'm gonna go but he regularly met with them and I love that because that shows that he was like you know what to to really just walk you through this thing of dominion and and power and leadership I'm not just going to leave you to your own devices but I'm going to come down and I'm going to walk this out with you um and so in verse 8 it says and I'm reading this out of the New King James as well it says and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden and verse nine, it says, then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? And so in this sense, I love it because not only was God coming down and communing with them, they knew the sound, they knew the sound of God walking in the garden. It was something that they had to become familiar with. But on top of that, in verse nine, when God called out, where are you? He was seeking out his creation. Yes. He was seeking out man and this new covenant that we have through Jesus Christ is like the tables are turned where we're no longer seeking um, that relationship with him. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to um, know more about God and pursuing that relationship. But we see him pursuing us yes. where he's saying, you know what? You are my beloved creation. You're someone that I literally said I will die for. And I did. Mm-hmm. I sent my only son, this precious gift just for you. And I love you so much that it doesn't matter what happened. This was right after um, the fall of man where um, the the enemy uh, convinced them that God's word wasn't true, that the covenant that he made with them was a lie he Mm -hmm. had convinced them of that yet here God is so full of love and mercy towards us that he is seeking them out and he says where are you he knew all along where they were Mm -hmm. it's just that I believe that's an indicator of that deep love and that intimacy that he had because we came from him yes it's just like I don't know what this feels like but my mom tells me all the time about there's just some things that I won't understand until I have a child of my own she said it's just some things that you just will do with no brainer at all because you come that child comes from you and when we understand that we come from our father our heavenly father there's nothing 
that he wouldn't do. He will pull out all the stops. And so if that means coming down and walking in the garden in the cool of the day to seek out the very one that that question his word. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you go through the scriptures um, right there. It shows where the uh, the serpent says, did God really say? And I'm sure in their mind, they're like, well, did he really? I don't remember. But God is so full of mercy that he seeks them out and he seeks to restore them. And then um, they tried to hide from the presence of the Lord. But we know that we can never hide from his presence. It's a scripture um, over in, I believe it's Psalms. And you can back me up if you uh, remember exactly where it was, um, where David was talking about. Um, I can make my bed in the depths of hell Mm -hmm. and you're still there with me. And for so long, I never really understood that scripture, but more and more as I'm um, developing an intimacy with the father and I'm becoming, um, I'm coming to know him more and more. I understand that, that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I've done. Mm-hmm. Because going back to the scriptures that Nate was reading about the covenant, the old covenant that we had under the priesthood is, you know, when we've done bad things, then we got to fix it. Yes. But under this new covenant, with this intimacy with the father, we begin to understand that we can't. Mm-hmm. We literally cannot fix it. And so God is so good that he doesn't leave us hopeless he gives us hope by saying my presence will fix that if you just come unto me and you sit in my presence don't hide from me tell me where you are open up your heart and be vulnerable and I believe that is one of the biggest keys with having a relationship with the father is it takes us away from being so far removed from him we have to become vulnerable with him and vulnerability is something that can tend to be very difficult for a lot of us where mm-hmm. we have to be completely raw and honest and in our minds we'll say well God knows my heart and he knows everything but in practice we don't always show that we believe that because if we did then we wouldn't have a problem with being vulnerable and open with him but in our new covenant with him through Jesus Christ he's saying come unto me you can make your bed in the depths of hell. You can be in the muck and the mire and have done all these terrible things or whatever that are not pleasing to me. And yes, my word still stands. That is not pleasing to me, but I didn't never did say that you weren't pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. And so come open up your heart. Let me take a look inside, be vulnerable and open with me so that I can fix it because you can't for I mean. hundreds and hundreds of years. Y'all have been under this old covenant with the priest mm-hmm. and it did what it needed to do at the time because God established it. But here comes Jesus to fulfill the old covenant and to establish this new covenant to where we have this un, um, unabated access to God to where day or night, rain or, sh- or, or snow, it's hogs, frogs and dogs, all the things <laughs> we have complete 100% access to him. And when we when we take advantage of that and we really begin to walk in that and enjoy it, then his love is shed abroad in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And that love is what wipes away our sins to where, yeah, you made your, your bed in the depths of hell, but his love is stronger than that. Yes. There is no place on the face of this earth and anywhere in between that God's love cannot reach. 
I've I've even heard it um, be said this in uh, many teachings that God has even loved people all the way to hell. Yep. It's our choice because God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on us, but it's our choice to come into that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to be like, I made you and I gave you life and I gave you all these things. So you have to be in a relationship with me. That's what religion is. Yes. He says, I want to have a relationship with you to where you have a choice. I so desperately want you to choose me. But even as you're not choosing me and you're going on and doing things your own way and trying to make yourself right by the quote unquote sacrifices of the bulls Mm -hmm. and goats, I'm still loving you. Yeah. I'm still going to love you. Mm -hmm. I'll never stop loving you. And even when you decide to choose me, I'm going to continue to love you and to, mm-hmm. and that love transforms us and it, it, it renews us and it makes us to uh, where it says in second Corinthians five and 17, the old has passed away and behold, all oh, things have become new. Mm-hmm. So whenever you were um, talking about how religion tries to use those things um, of the word, like either against people or whatever you said about religion, it made me think of this is that the things that, are in this new covenant and people who have this religious mindset they try to use that and they try to use the word to as a weapon Mm -hmm. against god's own people Mm -hmm. the word says that it is sharper than a double-edged sword but the word is not sharp for that reason to be used against god's own people Mm -hmm. and so whenever it even comes down to the small things like um um tithing and things like that and reading your bible and doing the things that you're supposed to do going to church going to church Mm -hmm. sometimes religion tries to use that in a way to make people conform and fall in line to the rules and stuff like that like if you don't do this then you're not in right standings with god Mm -hmm. god gonna get you god's gonna get you Mm -hmm. but no we don't do these things to be saved we do these things because we are saved Mm -hmm. we are in this new covenant and we have to follow the principles of it and those are the principles that you have to follow now you don't have to do it (laughs) to stay in right standing y'all don't mix up what i'm saying but it's just the principles of this new covenant are very different than the old covenant to where thank god we don't have to slaughter bulls and goats (laughs) i couldn't handle it all that blood everywhere absolutely not (laughs) It's a couple of things that came to mind as you were talking. One, with these things that the word so clearly tells us that as believers we should do, um, I want to explain something. Okay. When it says believers, that's a clear indication that you believe. Yes. And if you believe something, you're going to do it, right? Right. And so if we say we believe the word, then we have to do like James mm-hmm. 1 and 22 says and be doers of yes. the word and not just hearers only. And so when it comes to trying to uh, use the scripture to lord over people and to inflict fear in people that, you know, if you don't do this, then God is going to get you. It's just a clear indication that people don't believe the word like they say they do. Mm-hmm. And that's not to bring condemnation, but that's just to, to clearly um, indicate where you are in your walk. If you don't believe something, you're not going to do it. You're not going to follow mm-hmm. it. And so the fear tactic can't work, honestly. It mm-hmm. can't. Um, 
because when it really all boils down to it, God is after our hearts. And yes. so when he tells us to do these things, when he tells us to tithe, when he tells us to forsake not the assembly of ourselves amongst the body of believers, he's telling us to do that because it's beneficial to us. Yes. And if we truly don't believe it, then we're not going to do it. And we won't experience the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. It's not that God is withholding it from us because he's already done it. He's already established a word and the consequence on the other side of our obedience, but we forfeit the benefits by not doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get to the point where we trust God and his word. And so we do his word because we believe his word and therefore we see the benefits. And this all boils down to having a relationship with him. Religion will put these things over our heads and try to make us do it so that they can mm-hmm. benefit from you know the money that's coming in and we yes. not, we not, not even fin- no. we not even finna get into all of that that is that not, is not our what ministry. this podcast Mm-mm. is about but and so and that's what religion reflects relationship yes. will reflect i'm encouraging you like uh paul and so many other writers in the bible say i implore you mm-hmm. to do these things not because i want something out of you I am urging you to do these things because I want you to experience the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And the way that we experience the goodness of God is that we follow his word because he says, I've so clearly laid all the instructions out because this is all for your good. Yes. And so it ties back to relationship. If I don't trust someone, Mm-hmm. I will not listen to what they have to say. Absolutely not. You can tell me to turn right and I will very much go left. Absolutely. Because you trying to, you trying to set me up mm-hmm. and I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And that's just that. And that's a very, very big pill for us to swallow when we talking about God. But we all have to get to the point where we have to, analyze our relationship with God God where am I in this thing mm-hmm. am I the am I behaving am I moving in a way that's reflecting that I don't trust you yep and if that's the case then God help me and he he has helped us he sent his helper in the Holy yes. Spirit he's also sent his help in the body that's the reason why he told us to, to go to church <laughs> all these things and so we can see how they're all very clearly connected and one other thing that I want to bring out that you were uh, that you kind of um, stirred up in my spirit. There's a scripture in um, Isaiah 11 and 22. Let's put our eyes on it. Okay. Because there's another uh, terminology that is so commonly used in the body of Christ. And it has been misconstrued. Because again religion tries to use the scripture to make people do stuff because religion wants to benefit from them doing these things relationship implores people to do these things because they so badly want to see the goodness of god be made manifest in your life so so very often in the church we or in the body of christ we use this term fear And it's like, I fear the Lord. And our elementary basic understanding of the word fear is afraid. And so a lot of times I believe like when we say we fear the Lord, we can kind of understand that like it's a little bit about like respect. It's just like, oh, you know, I don't play with my mama because I know she'll turn up on me. 
right? I don't play with God because I know he'll turn up on me. And I don't think that's necessarily the mindset that God wants us to have of him whenever we're talking about fearing the Lord. And so in um, Isaiah 11 and 2, it says that the spirit of, Lord, of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And when you do a little study on that word, the fear of the Lord, it's talking about a reverential yes. fear, a reverential respect to where I respect God in a way that anything just won't do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this because I respect him. But it goes even further into that because a lot of times we'll just limit that to, oh, when I'm playing my Monday through Saturday music, let's mm-hmm. be real. Then once I pass by the church grounds, we're going to turn it down. Yeah. Or, you know, if I'm the type of person that uses a particular language outside of the church, I'm not going to use that on the church ground, things like that. And I was having a conversation with someone and, you know, that's the beginning of these things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good that we at least, you know, respect that. But when we're talking about relationship, we're talking about beyond the four walls, just like what Nate was talking about earlier with the old covenant. Let's get out of that old covenant mindset where it's just limited to just that particular setting, those particular people. Mm-hmm. And let's get into the understanding that we have a new and better covenant through Jesus Christ to where he's on the inside of us. Yes. And so whether I'm at the church or I'm not, these things will not do. Mm-hmm. I will not participate in those things. I will not do those things or say those things because I have a reverential respect and honor of God that I'm not going to put at risk my, um, how do I want to say that Holy Spirit? I'm not going to sever that tie because I'm, I'm in a deeper relationship with the world and its ways mm-hmm. versus becoming intimate with the ways in the um the heart of god because again this is not about like ritualistic things like i just don't do those things and stuff like that it's about the heart yes and god's desire is to have our heart and have it to where it's so turned towards him and it's so in tune with his heartbeat that we do the things that he says for us to do we say the things that he says um for us to say the scripture says that jesus says I only do what I see my father do and I only say what I hear my father say. How how did he even get to that point? Because he had a relationship mm-hmm. with the father. He spent time with the father. Not just the simple fact that he he is God himself mm-hmm. in the form of man, but he had a relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. And so to honor him and to show him that reverential honor and respect, he said, I'm not going to do anything else because if his if he told me to do this then i have to be obedient to it yes and that's where that defining line between relationship and religion is drawn because yes it's important for us to follow these rules and these precepts um that we've so you know often seen in the church and things like that but we have to make sure that our heart is in tune with the father that we're not just doing this just to fulfill a religious um a religious rule or to make a certain organization or a certain group of people happy mm-hmm. and you know accepting of us but if it's not right in God's eyes then I shouldn't want it we have a really great relationship if there's something that you have so clearly told me that you don't like that I do mm-hmm. 
it's not up to me to redefine what upsets you. Yeah. It's up to me to honor your word and what you have said concerning my actions mm-hmm. and adjust accordingly lest I sever our relationship. Yes. And it's the same with the father. His word has so clearly laid out some things for us. And we're not doing this out of acts and out of um, ritualistic um, behavior. But if he has so clearly laid out exactly what it is he wants us to do and how he wants our hearts to be, then we should be ever so careful Mm -hmm. to do those things or to not do those things. Amen. Lest we sever that relationship. Not that he's left us, but that we have turned our hearts towards something else Mm -hmm. other than him. Yep. And the main thing that's just been like in my head this whole time while you've been talking is that the key to maintaining that relationship is communication Mm -hmm. that is with every relationship that you are in is communication you can't just assume Mm -hmm. that what you have done is okay Mm -hmm. with another person but whenever you sit down and you think about it and you just talk it out Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, y'all! If y'all would just sit down and have a conversation with the Lord, mm-hmm. He'll tell you some stuff. He'll tell you some stuff, and you will quit being so confused and allowing fear and anxiety to come into your heart to mm-hmm. take over you. But it's just like no. Whenever those things come upon you, it's like it's time to sit down. It's time to talk with your father. You haven't been talking to your father. Mm-hmm. It's time to communicate with him. Yeah. And we need to do that on a regular basis Mm -hmm. because, um, again, religion has us so heavily reliant upon other people. Mm -hmm. And hear what I am not saying. I am not saying that you don't listen to your pastor. You don't listen to these men and women of God. That is not what I'm saying. But we cannot just limit our communication with God through someone else what yeah what God has said to that person exactly just like in Hebrews what you were reading these people could not get to God unless they had the priest Mm -hmm. in front of them but what happened if the high priest was not right with God cut off yep now how are you going to talk to God and God forbid that something were to happen to your man or woman of God to where you know um maybe they um step away or whatever like that god forbid but even if they don't it should not be that you have to limit yourself to your sunday services and your midweek services or whatever like that just to get to god god says i want you to have access to me at any time Mm -hmm. and let's flip it around god wants access to us at any time yes Mm -hmm. because what you mean I can't call you unless it's Sunday and you in the house of the Lord so you mean to tell me that you had something to do on this Sunday and so you're not in the house of the Lord so I can't speak to you Mm -hmm. that's not a true relationship a true Mm -mm. relationship should indicate that I can call you at any time and you're gonna pick up Mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk we're gonna have these conversations and so I'm not saying that you don't need to go to church and you're not supposed to listen to your pastors and things like that but again have that relationship for yourself Mm -hmm. to where the words of your pastor and you know the body of christ they supplement yes your relationship to Mm -hmm. where it's like that's confirmation that i am hearing from god yeah and that's so exciting when you know that you're hearing from god Mm -hmm. because you you want more yes well i think this is a good place to come to a close Mm -hmm. this is really blessing yeah 
relationship is so important when it comes to the father um and just like all relationships each relationship is different Mm -hmm. there are some foundational principles that apply to every relationship but allow God to fine-tune your relationship with him the way that he needs to do it yes um don't look at someone else's relationship and be like oh I wish that I was like you and that or whatever and it's good to have role models and things like that the word tells us that mm-hmm. actually it's uh what is it um is it first Corinthians 15 and 58 I think I don't know I'll have to go back and double check myself. I know it's down over there somewhere, but it talks about um, having role models. I'm putting mm-hmm. it in my own words, having role models of the faith that you can look at. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, don't get to the point where you're coveting other people's relationship with God so much so that you're neglecting the relationship that you have with him for yourself. And mm-hmm. we all start somewhere. Where I am, where Nay is now, and where we're going, we did not start off that way. Mm-hmm. But we started to apply these principles and have these revelations and really just got to a place, like we said earlier, having a vulnerable moment with God where it's like, you know what, God, I want more, but I, this is all I have. Well, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. He says, that's all you need is what you have, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to develop it. And so we're encouraging you to just get deeper and deeper into your intimacy with him and i'm telling you when you turn around and you look back and you see how far you've come you'll know that it's nothing but the goodness of god that's mm-hmm. done that why well, keep drinking from the water pop and you can go to the well hello that was last week's episode mm-hmm. wasn't it <laughs> and the week for that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's good so we thank you all so much for tuning in to episode six here at get, get the, the picture, picture.